0: This is the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Eric Smith. On today's episode, we are joined by Kristen Lewis, associate principal at OPN Architects. We're going to have an amazing conversation on what it takes to design a large high school from concept to completion. Kristen Lewis, thank you for being on this episode of the Amazing Education Podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So this has been a long gestating uh, episode here. We actually um, had this episode scheduled in March of 2020. So, uh, I mean, a year and a half ago, we were planning, more than that, we were planning on doing this and Everything got derailed, but yet here we are. We're going to talk about um, our high school construction project. But even more specifically, you work for OPN, um, an architectural firm who has taken the lead on designing and then ultimately helping implement this project. And I'm going to tell you from the moment that we started this project, I've been completely fascinated with your work and and the work that OPN as a firm has done on this, so... um, God, this is exciting. It
1: is. It is. It's been a great project. A lot of fun.
0: And now we're getting to the point where it's like, geez, we're, we're almost done with this. But mm-hmm. we're going to go back a little bit and we're going to talk about um, sort of the origins of this project. And you've been um, w- with us, working with us on this project from the very beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Since 2018.
0: So this is a $137 million um, high school project how do you even start that?
1: <laughs> I mean, sort of like eating an elephant, right? You know, you uh, yeah. Just, just start bit by bit. Yeah. Um, so our work started in 2018, um, just after passing the bond referendum. Um, you know, you really just start to, to gather the the key stakeholders. And um, I think we first started off by listening. You know, that's that's kind of the primary first step. You got to listen, you got to hear, you know, what are the needs of the district? What, um, what are folks looking for in a new high school? Both you know, teachers and students and administrators, but also the community, because you know, this is um, something that's supported well by the community, and, and they must have a voice in it as well. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of different listening sessions. Um, I, I know people probably remember that, us yeah. um, being stationed at the high school and at the middle school, and, um, and then having some follow-up meetings as well. Um, we just start by listening.
0: So I do remember, um, I do remember part of this. So I have some visual aids and I'll also be able to share these um, on our YouTube channel as well during the episode. But um, so this was an example of a listening opportunity. So Mm -hmm. in our boardroom, I'll describe the picture is there's just a lot of printouts, um, conceptual printouts of other um, high schools. And I remember going through this as far as this is what I like. This is really neat. This is really cool. What are some things that you are, listening for in this process?
1: Sure. Um, So everybody comes um, to the table with a different perspective on what warm, inviting, trendy or not trendy means. Um, So we like to put all these photos on the wall of a variety of different kinds of looking architecture, things that maybe are real modern or something that's more industrial or something that's more traditional. Um, And we like people to go up and and just write on on the page um, circle this, I love these windows, or gosh, I hate that chair, I hate that color, you know, and we start to kind of to find some common thread yeah. in there, um, and that begins to form the base of, of where we start.
0: Is the common thread um, the the key to that? Because ultimately, you work In this world, you know, so you're very knowledgeable. I mean, that is your um, profession, but you also know, and I I know this too, like you are presenting to people who don't live in that world. And so, you know, sometimes when it comes to um, art and creative things, and and I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like the work that um, you guys have done at OPN, it is art. I mean, it's it's built with steel and you know all, <laughs> has wires running through it, mm-hmm. but I mean it it is art. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're talking to people that it may be more difficult for them to articulate what they like, but they do know what they like. I mean, mm-hmm. I know when I look at this stuff, it's like oh, I really gravitate towards this picture or that concept more than others. So. Yeah. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and and we start to see um, some consensus. It's really amazing when you do these um, types of exercises. You'll generally start to see how um, you get a, a feel for where people are at, what they yeah. uh, prefer and, and not prefer, and um, oftentimes it, it does mirror a little bit about um, the architecture of your community and your oh, area, sure. so you start to see some themes that are – um, consistent yeah um, as well
0: so oh, that's interesting so I'm gonna throw up another picture here this was um, you meeting with one of our high school departments this was our mm-hmm. science department so how does the conversation start um, with this particular group because this isn't broad anymore this is a little more narrowed as far as what this high school department would prefer so what sure. are you um, what are you talking about what are you listening for
1: so um, in these this was I think our first meeting um, that we had um, in the series of department meetings. We um, had the same images on the wall. So we started in the same place with that group as we did with the, the school board um, and kind of learned kind of where people's aesthetic preferences were. And then we started to sit down around the table and talk about spaces. What mm-hmm. kinds of classrooms um, do they need? How many teachers are there? How many you know, what kinds of classes are, are they teaching? Um, And then after, what's not shown in this picture is the tour that we took of their existing classroom space. Oh, okay. And they walked us through, you know, how do they operate today? Yeah. What works, what doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you know, and we learned quite a bit from that. Um, So we took all of that information back, um, made refinements to it, and then came and met with them again. And I think maybe even another time after that to make sure that we were um, on the right track.
0: And this is all before we're even considering breaking ground on this Mm -hmm. project.
1: Yeah, this meeting was taking place probably in the summer of 2018.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So for us as a district specifically, we knew where we were going to build. Um, one of the neat takeaways that I've had going through this project is um, really anything is possible. You know, when I always talk with our director of facilities, we talk about um, on a small scale, well, can we do this to this building? And And his response is, we can do anything, you know, taking down a wall is not a big deal um, to those who are equipped to take down said wall. Um, so we knew where we were going to build the, the new building. But the interesting part, and, and just um, listening to you speak about it before, is the different um, capacities that OPN has. So you can't just build a building of this size on land. You have to make sure it can hold a building of this size. And like, what are some other considerations that that happen even before we break ground? I mean, and we're gonna get into some other pictures here as well.
1: Sure, yeah. First, we had those initial meetings to figure out how big, yeah. you know, What what is the overall size of this building? And then budget, you know, is of course another constraint yeah. on the project. So, um, what can we afford to build? <laughs> you know, that begins to dictate the size of the building on the site. Yeah. Um. And then um, our site constraint, it being you know right next to the high school, we did have some pretty limiting site yeah. sc- constraints. Um, so that really affected like how tall it could mm-hmm. be. So we knew we weren't going to build a one-story building because it wouldn't yep. all fit. So kind um, of to start to build up. So those are some things that we were thinking about early on as we were listening and, and hearing all of the different um, needs and wants um, mm-hmm. from those in the district.
0: We're gonna page through a couple of other of these uh, pictures. So we knew the the site that we were going to be in and this was a building block exercise. So we have a couple pictures here. Talk me through um, the concept of what does this do for you or how does it um, advise you know you moving forward?
1: This turned out to be a really great tool. And I I will say we don't do this on every project, but this one, it was a great way for um, us to get on the same page about uh, the basic program blocks and where they wanted to be in relationship to the other. And oftentimes we as architects, because we hold the pencil, we are the ones who are sort of coming up with those ideas. Um, And what we found was it wasn't quite meeting the mark. It wasn't Mm -hmm. quite, quite getting us there. Um, so we created these blocks so that we could work with um, the district folks and and together, you know they could pick them up and move them around, and we could pick them up and move them around and have a, a conversation over a table rather than us trying to hear and document and then come back. Um, so these were really um, kind of this was a really fun exercise, uh, trying to think of different ways that we could lay the building out, like which you know athletics is probably the red., yep. you know, where is that going to go?? Right. Where does the auditorium want to go? And, and how do those work together? How about classrooms? Where do the classrooms need yeah. to go in order to fit into this mix? And um, I think after this meeting, we really um, began to, to kind of realize what the, the overall general kind of layout yeah. of the building would be.
0: And due to the size of um, this particular building, it's, you know, it's one building, but in many ways, it's, it's kind of blocked in, mm-hmm. in smaller buildings. I mean, the gymnasium by itself, is a big building. Right. You know, the auditorium by itself is a big building. The academic wing mm-hmm. is a big building. And so I found this to be really cool. Yeah. So, you know, the show continues. We, we figure out the layout, you know, and now um, describe to me just the overall process. You know, we, we're looking at this 30,000 foot level and we continue to come down from that and get more specific so here we got there and and i'll just throw another picture up here we've decided on the general layout mm-hmm. and now you're in front of more people talking what, yeah. what are we doing here
1: um this was really an update meeting um, for the community because i think at this point it had been quite a while since we had um, last met with the community yeah. um, this was i believe at the towards the end of design development which mm-hmm. is a phase for us where we are where we've really started to figure out where all of the little parts and pieces are, mm-hmm. but we're having that one kind of final review with everybody, make sure that we're still on the right track. Um, and at this point, I believe we were also layering some information about how um, the building would be constructed, because that, um, because of the tight site um, and it being uh, located right next to the high school and right in the parking lot of yeah. the old high school, um, we had to think about how that would impact um, the community and how it would impact the design, potentially, so yeah. that we would make sure that we could accommodate everyone.
0: So this first um, first year, there are a lot of phases, and so I'm going to throw out some some of those phases and I want you to walk me through some of them. So we know we're moving forward, that was the bond that, that you um, referenced. We go into schematic design, we go into design development that you just talked about, and then we go into construction documents. So my understanding is that through every phase we're getting a greater amount of detail but you know what is schematic design what is design development what are those intended to do
1: yeah i like to describe the our design process as a funnel so we start at the top okay. of the big you know big part of the funnel we're taking a lot of really big parts and pieces and looking at how they lay out together um, so thinking back to the the image with the the big kind of we call them jello cubes, but okay. the big sort of <laughs> blocks. Um, and in schematic design, we're really figuring out how do those big um, blocks fit together? What's the best way to lay them out? Because as you know, it's, and I described it as like eating an elephant, you have to start you know, and kind of figure out how you work kind of down the funnel. So you start with those big blocks, figure out generally how it's all going to lay out. Um, by the end of schematic design, you've, you've sort of figured that out. You've also started to think about maybe what the exterior might look like Mm -hmm. um, in a um, more conceptual sense, not figuring out all the little parts and pieces, but just an overall look and feel. Um, And then when we get into design development, that's really where we start to make um, refinements. We go back to the programming document, make sure that spaces are going to fit that we Mm -hmm. have the right sizes that we have the right proportions of all those spaces and kind of again working down that funnel um working toward a greater level of detail as we get to the bottom of the funnel um and the bottom of the funnel is construction documents and that for us is a heads down time where we're we've figured out exactly how the building's laying out we figured out how many doors we need and we've figured out how many cabinets we need um and in that phase we are really um doing all the detailing that the and the communication that we need to pro- yeah. to provide to the contractors for them to be able to build it um, and put bids on it as well. So that's really the very detailed part of the process where we're trying to just get it all on paper.
0: I feel like I, I have this um, desire to go back to the, you know, the first question in, oh, my goodness, like just... How do, you, how do you start this project? I mean, it's there's so many things to it. Do you just um, lean into the process some, knowing that you don't need to know the answer that will come out 10 months from now because you have all of these systems and, and processes in place that will lead you mm-hmm. to that point?
1: Yep. Yep. You just have to start at the top. You have to think the big picture, kind of yeah. keep that in mind. And then keep working towards a greater level of detail knowing that you'll get there Yeah, and that's what the training that we have as architects helps us to understand is that we start big and then kind of work towards the final solution and you know it it's nice to know that that door needs a card reader you know at the beginning of the project but you know that's not important at that moment at that right. moment we're trying to make sure we've got you know the the right kinds of spaces the right um The right functionality.
0: So talk me through um, your team just before we started recording. You said that during some of these phases you had upwards of 15 people Mm -hmm. working on on this project. So what are all those people doing?
1: Okay, so (laughs) our team was quite large. So the OPN team um, uh, during uh, construction documents when we're putting, doing all the drawing and documenting of the project, we probably had about 15 people in our office that were working on it. Um, And we used uh, just a a very simple structure where we've got project managers um, who oversee the staff mm-hmm. for this project because of its size we broke the building into I think we had three different teams um, we had an athletics um, team who oh. were just focused on pretty much the south end of the building mm-hmm. and um, doing all the documenting of that um, part of the building and then we had the um, educational or academic kind of north half of the building um, that team worked on um, like the CTE areas and all of the the classroom pods, um, and then we had another team for the music and theater because okay. um, those are more specialized. Yep. Um, and oftentimes these teams were were um, working with different consultant teams as well because we while we have the OPN team, we're all just architects and interior designers. Yeah. Um, the team the full design team was made up of um, we had design engineers for MEP. For designing all the electrical, plumbing, mechanical systems. Okay. You know, they had a huge team on this. Yeah. Um, we had a civil engineer, Snyder and Associates. They had a team working on the exterior. Um, we had um, some other consultants who are more dedicated. So we had a, a consultant just to help design the pool. Um, we're not experts in pools. Yeah, sure. So we brought in somebody who is. Yeah. Um, the same thing for the theater. We had the theater and music rooms, we had a, an acoustician to help us. Um, confirm we had the right sort of room acoustics for both the the theater and um, the music classrooms too so the team gets pretty big as you layer in all of these experts who have knowledge um, within a certain field.
0: So with construction um, documents Done at that point? Is the is the project? Does it get locked, or is there ever a point where it gets locked, or is it? <laughs> you, you shook your head no. <laughs> no.
1: Um, so when we finish construction documents, we put the project out for bid. Okay. Um, and so that's the point where um, we begin to step back a little bit, and the mm-hmm. contractor takes a much um, more leading role yeah. um, in the project. Um, and even during construction, um, we're going to find things that either maybe we need to go back and think about differently because something's changed, like COVID, for instance, maybe could affect something or just, you know, maybe some different departments or new hires. Um, So there's certainly some fluidity of the design as it goes into construction, Mm -hmm. but the further you get in construction, the harder it is to change. So we like to try to identify all that as early as possible and um, if, if possible.
0: So this was um, a graphic that I shared out with our community just to give them a sense. This isn't this isn't a project that gets put up over the summer, um, where <laughs> it, it takes three years to build um, a building of this size. And so we we plan it into phases. Um, what was your involvement in in the phases, or or does some of this um, lean more heavily into the construction management firm?
1: Um, a lot of this was developed by Story, the construction okay. management firm. Um, we played a role in yeah. helping to um, confirm um, how this would be done, um, and in some cases, it affected our um, design a bit. Like making sure we could get the parking online, you know that that um, some of that stuff had to go ahead of it, ahead of the schedule for the school, and um, and also the this summer will be a pretty big summer for yep. all the utility work yeah. um, that will happen between the two buildings. Yeah, um, so making sure that we had the design. Um, solid for those utilities and also making sure the building left us enough room to put those utilities in was something that we had to think about um, during the design phase
0: so once we get into construction what is um, your role and opn's role working with um, in our case you know story construction but the construction management you know they're the experts in in actual the the building of it but it doesn't mean that um, you are off the project by any means so what is um, what is your firm's involvement during the three-year construction what is your focus
1: mm-hmm. um, so our firm um, we don't just hand the drawings over and yeah. you know let the contractor go build it um, there's a lot we're, we're still we're still operating as a team so um, we're taking more of a secondary role during construction and, and story and the construction manager is taking kind of the primary point role um, but we're still up, you know. Each week for site visits, we're um, answering any questions that yeah. the contractors may have, you know, on the drawings. Um, if something's not working right, we're in the middle of it, trying to figure out a, maybe a better solution for how to do it. Um, we also have to review what we call submittals. So the contractors um, send us the products and, and different kinds of, of pieces that they're going to provide for the okay. project, and we have to say, yep, that. Um, meets what we were expecting. Um, so we're involved in, in kind of just a double check to make sure what's going into the building is what yeah. we had planned um, in the design documents.
0: And now um, as we approach really the end, we have several months to go yet, but we're getting to the end. I know that you're going to be involved in, in a meeting around around signage. So what does that look like? Just because that's, I know, timely in your schedule right <laughs> now.
1: Yep. Um, So we're finishing out all those last parts and pieces. You know, with a three-year construction window, um, we didn't want to, you know, finalize the signage design three years ago. Yeah, right. Of course, you know, things have changed. Um, So now we're coming back to that and we're uh, making sure we have those um, things ready to go because we have to have the signage in the building before the building opens. Right. Um, So we're kind of coming back and doing all those things, the team's also um, starting actually doing punch lists, which are where we walk through and make yeah. sure the building, um, you know, mark any paint uh, touch-ups or dings or things that aren't um, correct yeah. in, the, in the construction project.
0: You know, I, I referenced it earlier, and I truly mean it because I've been fascinated with the entire um, process in that I truly do believe building a, a building of this size, it's an art form. Um, and... I hope you take that as a compliment because it truly is. But the interesting part of it for me is that it's an art form that also must align with code. It's an art piece that people, I mean, will walk through and live in. I mean, you know, our students and our staff will be living in this building, you know, hours throughout the day, every single day. And especially at a high school, there's not a lot of downtime in that high school. I mean, it operates early in the morning and, and it closes late at night. And... um there's just a lot to work through.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What's yeah. the most? Um, what's your favorite part of it? Is is there a, a favorite part of a, a of the project of the process? Is there a particular area that you really get excited for?
1: That's tough. Um, <laughs> I feel like the whole thing is kind of like they're all your babies yeah, here. I know <laughs> um, there are so many. Um, I think transformative things in this building um, that I hope and that. I hope the students and faculty and, and everyone are really um, excited about when they walk through for the first time. Yeah. Um, I think we've done a good job of looking back at our goals and objectives that we set out at the beginning of the project, um, providing something that's welcoming, um, something that feels safe, um, something that has a lot of natural light and views. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I hope that when people walk through, they they feel yeah. that and can feel that um, in the building. Um, my favorite part of a process is actually the beginning where we <laughs> where we start to, to get the idea of what this thing's going to look like. Yeah. Um, and then I love coming back at the end and seeing people walk through it and say, wow, I just love all the natural yeah. light here. I just let you hear them say the things that we um, we were really hoping to yeah. hear.
0: There is something about having a, a blank canvas where anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to see it to the end is, is pretty valuable. You know, I do remember having those conversations around natural light being really important um, where Our academic pods were located, like what they looked over Mm -hmm. was really important um, because that sets a tone and it sets a mood in the schools, in the classrooms. And so that was really important, you know, for them to to look over something that was, I don't know, dark or not having a lot of windows like that's not that doesn't help. I mean, Mm -hmm.
1: It's a school of the future. It is. Natural it absolutely life. is. Yes. Well,
0: I've heard this project um, being described as, you know, it's going to be the envy of, you know, a lot of community colleges even, not just um, high schools. It's going to be uh, an amazing high school. And I assume that you will be there for whatever our grand opening absolutely. looks like and, and, and I don't know. You'll probably be invited to help lead some tours as well. I mean, you probably know more about this project than than almost anyone.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see the end here.
0: All right. Well, I, I think I've kept you long enough. It's time to get back to work, Kristen. Because
1: <laughs> better get back over to site. <laughs> I know,
0: as, as you said, that that deadline is now you know looming, and so. Um, but this is really exciting. Um, so. Kristen, I wanted to thank you for being part of this episode of the Amazing Education Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.